All right, it's a sports mashup number 44, last one of the calendar year 2021. December 29th, 2021 is the date today, and uh, COVID uh, continues to kill sports. And uh, what can you do, I suppose? Um, I think they're starting to adapt and adjust, and hopefully they can figure this out. I know it's been a mess in, in some things more than others, uh, <clears> some <throat> things pressing on, but uh, the NBA is one where there's been a lot of positives, but they've pressed on, they've kept going. Uh, they have different you know, protocols coming into place that I think will help. Um, and it's been affecting some of the best teams in the league. The Suns, for example, nice shirt I'm wearing today. Uh, they lost Monty Williams, their head coach, and DeAndre Ayton, the starting center to COVID protocols. They did lose the one game that they've played without them so far uh, to the Grizzlies. John Morant had a layup to win it last second after Booker had a three-take lead. So that's a tough loss. What can you do? But uh, they're 26-7, and seven, as are the Warriors. So tied for first in the West. But uh, the league – is following the CDC recommendation, 10-day quarantine now down to five, and uh, it should help players get back quicker, I would think. I mean, it should. I mean, you only well, missed two games, possibly over four. Yeah, and it's a big thing with the NFL doing it as well. So if an NFL player tests positive Monday or Tuesday, there's a chance they could get back by Sunday. So I think that'll help. But, uh, you know, this is a move that had to be made or else they weren't going to be able to keep going, I think. No, and then you have Isaiah Thomas now signs a 10-day contract with the Mavs after he just had a 10-day contract with the Lakers. He wasn't good for the Lakers. I don't really, I don't really think anybody on the Lakers has been good this year, to be honest. And then you had uh, Durant, Kyrie, and LaMarcus Aldridge all clear protocols for the Nets. Now the question is, when does Kyrie actually play? Because he's going to be a part-time guy on the road, um, and I would assume – my guess, and the, I know absolutely nothing about the timeline, I would guess like late January. I think we could see him on the road. You just never know because you don't know how much he trained and stuff. He's got to have a few weeks to get back to it, I, I would think. Well, unless he's been training this whole time. Yeah, I, I doubt it, though. But then uh, I, you know, the Timberwolves, they had to sign Greg Monroe to a 10-day contract. He becomes the record 551st player to play this season in the NBA. Yeah, I forgot that he ever existed, to be honest. He was pretty good a few years ago, though. Mm-hmm. forgot that he was still – Talented big man lefty? Yeah, so uh, it's going to get to 600, I would think, at the pace. Went to, what, Georgetown? That I sounds believe. right. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how the NBA continues to do this. Uh, I would assume that they're going to just keep the same rules in place and then move forward. I, I mean, they seem to be getting through it better than a lot of – well – better than the NHL, but... Um, hey, Iso Joe showed up his first game for the Celtics. He did do stuff, yes. I did see that, so good for him. But uh, a lot of these guys popping up back out of nowhere. It's a good opportunity for G League players, no doubt. Uh, all right, let's do the NFL. The week began. The 49ers looked pretty good early in this game. Ended up really falling apart. They lost to the Titans 20-17. to Randy Bullock game winner. Titans win. Uh, they're second in the AFC now with that win. So I don't really know. I still think the Niners are really good, but Jimmy G going down now, I don't know what happens there. That'll be interesting to see. Um, Trey Lance could be the starter this week. I don't know who they're playing, but uh, we'll, we'll see. It might be. Uh, Niners are playing. Is it Seattle? No. no. Seattle's playing somebody, somebody who sucks. Maybe Houston. Anyway, while you find that, you had uh, 
Christmas Day football where the Packers – They play Houston. Yeah, okay. That's That should be a game they can win, even though Houston looks pretty good. I mean, we'll get to that. Spread still 13 on that game. That's very high, given what happened last week too. Houston's a team that could hang around with somebody any given week, I guess, but with Davis Mills, a quarterback at least. Anyway, Packers hold on, beat the Browns 24-22 on Christmas, four interceptions for Baker Mayfield. He's really the reason that they lost. Uh, and people can say whatever they want about that last play. Here's my perspective on it. They've been letting them play a lot of the game. There was multiple holdings or pass interference calls in the secondary that weren't called. Both players are holding each other, and it's a very subtle tug of the jersey by Rasul Douglas. And in real time, I don't see how you call that at the end of the game. I, so I don't understand. There, there's a whole big thing about it. I think it's I think it's a lot closer than people think. I wouldn't have called it. Maybe I sound biased. I don't know. The backers went 12-3, and three, uh, and we'll get to that record-breaking thing later. Uh, but uh, the other game, the Colts, they ran the ball down Arizona's throat. They win 22-16. to 16. Arizona continues to struggle. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not sure what to make of them at this point, but uh, we will see. No, I mean, and they were without James Conner that game as well. Yeah, and now they're not in first place anymore. The Rams in first place in that division. So very interesting. Uh, the Lions were hanging around, looking like they had a chance to beat the Falcons inside the 10. Tim Boyle with a horrendous interception. And I like the guy, former Packers backup, but Jesus, really bad throw. Falcons beat the Lions 20-16. to Goff should be back this week for them. Uh, Joe Burrow just destroyed the Ravens secondary. The Ravens secondary is very injured. A lot of random guys back there, which is why I don't understand why the Packers didn't throw the ball against Baltimore more. Burrow, 37-46, 525 yards, four touchdowns. Second blowout win of the season over the Ravens for Cincinnati, 41-21. T. Higgins had a huge game. So uh, just a dominant win for the Bengals, a win that they needed. Uh, the Rams win despite Stafford's three interceptions in Minnesota, 30-23 to over the Vikings. Uh, Stafford once seemed like he was getting close to the MVP race. I feel like this performance right here shows you, Jesus, he's not the best. They win a game when he throws three picks. I mean, not a great look for the MVP race. Uh, yeah, and then in that, you had Justin Jefferson break um, Odo Beckham's record for most yards in the first two years. Yep. As he goes against OBJ, they wore – Shirts with each other on and pregame. Yeah, both LSU guys. Um, I'm sure Jeff. I'm pretty sure Jefferson was one of the guys after they won the national championship that Odell was giving money to. Yeah, and he also Jefferson wore a free OBJ shirt that one week when the Browns were going to release him. Mm-hmm. So uh, interesting. But uh, the MVP race, I think, is pretty much done. But we'll get to that. Uh, the Bills did not punt the ball one time in Foxborough. A big 33-21 win. Their offense was dominant. I mean, Josh Allen was making plays left and right. And New England loses two in a row. Probably good for them, though, I think. A little yeah. too hot. Uh, Jets beat the Jags 26-21. Eagles kill the Giants 34-10. And the Buccaneers destroyed the Panthers 32-6. Uh, he had a shocking result. The Texans beat the Chargers 41-29. Brutal day for Herbert. A pick six. Herbert threw in this game. Davis Mills once again looked pretty good. I don't think he's the long-term guy there, but he looks pretty good right now. And he's good enough to be competitive with. So that's been proven all season. Uh, The Bears. The Chargers, they've been going downhill. Yeah. The Chiefs game is one they could have won. Um, 
before that, their schedule wasn't the hardest. The Giants game was an easy one for them. But uh, Chargers are kind of the same team every year. They're always not as good as they the rec- – like the record's never as good as it should be. And uh, I feel like that's happening again this season. Uh, you had the Bears beat the Seahawks 25-24. Two-point conversion worked for the Bears at the end of the game. They hold on. Nick Foles wins it in the snow in Seattle. Bears are not in a playoff spot, but they get a win there, and they make the Giants' first-round pick, which was the Bears' pick, and now the Giants' pick worse. So good for them for that. Um, the Chiefs kill the Steelers 36-10. Raiders also beat the Broncos 17-13. And there was live televised murder on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> 56 to 14, Dallas destroyed Washington. And Monday Night Football was pretty much take two. Not as bad, but another live televised murder. Ian Book gets sacked eight times as the Dolphins beat the Saints 20 to three, seven in a row for the Dolphins. They are the first team in NFL history to win seven in a row and lose seven in a row in the same season. So they they won week one at Foxborough. They lost seven in a row after that. And now they've won seven in a row. So and one and zero to one and seven to seven and to eight and seven. That Cowboys game that should that should ended with seven. I mean that he fumbled it into the end zone and somehow they counted as a touchdown, basically like in the game. McCarty was pissed about it. Yeah, I mean this game was definitely live televised murder. The Cowboys defense is very opportunistic, uh, and as I've said the last few weeks, Washington's quarterback situation is a mess. Who did start for them? Heineke. He is bad. I don't care what anybody says. Micah Parson broke records. Uh, I've seen people now talking that he needs to be in the MVP candidate. Well, I'm pretty sure everybody knows who's going to win MVP at this point. I think if Rodgers doesn't slip up the next two, the last two weeks, he will win it. He's the the clear cut favorite on the. Not saying that Michael right Parson needs to win it, but people no, are saying I, that yeah. he needs to be in that category. I mean, I guess. But what he's done as a rookie. Yeah. He's definitely getting rookie of the year. Defensive player of the year should be on the table, too. Um, but I assume he's got both locked up. Yeah. I mean, the MVP thing is interesting because it's like, if Micah Parsons wasn't on the Cowboys, I still think they would be a good winning team. But if you look at a team like Tampa or Green Bay, I feel like they would not be as good. Tampa, I don't even know. That's a hard one to judge, especially if those if the guys that are out right now are out. I don't think they'd be very good. But if Brady wasn't there and they still had the cast of characters they have, I think they would be competent. I don't really think they'd be that good. And Green Bay, we saw what they were without Rodgers. And then Indianapolis, without Jonathan Taylor, I still think that they can run the ball with that line. I, Jonathan Taylor is obviously next level. But uh, it's Rodgers in Tier 1 of the MVP race. After that, it's Brady. And I think Rodgers is going to win it based on the odds. So – if you want to throw a defensive player in the conversation, I absolutely think it would be him. But this was live televised murder, so I can't believe they put us through this. They could have flexed us out, too. Everybody knew this was going to be a bad game. And I can't believe it was as close as it was when they played in Washington. But that was really the Cowboys' offense slipping up a lot. But anyway, uh, playoff picture well, after six. I had that pick wrong because I had that Washington plus ten and a half. I did, too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was too high based on what happened the first game, but then I realized, you know, this is probably stupid. Don't ever pick Washington again is pretty much what I told myself. Uh, NFC playoff picture, Packers won at 12-3. and They had the Cowboys, Rams, and Bucks uh, leading their divisions 2-4, through 5-7 through seven wild card. Cardinals, 49ers, Eagles. In the AFC, the Chiefs have risen to the top. 
Once again, though, the Bucks keep dropping, yet they're winning. Well, this has to do with conference record, I would assume. Well, the only conference game they've lost are to the Saints. Well, they lost to the Saints twice, so that doesn't help. Let me look at the conference records here. Dallas has the – like if Dallas and Green Bay tie at the top, Dallas gets the one seed. So that is uh, significant. Yeah, let's see here. Dallas is 9-1 and one in the NFC. Tampa is 7-4. Uh, Green Bay 8-2, and then the Rams are 8-3. and three. So Tampa lost twice to uh, New Orleans. And then who else did they lose to? The Rams. The Rams. Washington. Washington. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, so they'll be at number four right now. They would play Arizona. Interesting game. That would be uh, the AFC Chiefs at one, Titans two, Bengals three, Bills four, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins, the wild card teams there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers breaking the franchise record for touchdown passes in Green Bay at 4:43 on Christmas Day. First quarter touchdown pass to Alan Lazard. That record was bound to be broken uh, by him at some point, and he got it done this year. So, yeah, he did an interesting quote, like when he said that, like when he first came out behind Favre, he didn't think he'd ever get anywhere close to that. Yeah. Definitely said it was an eye-opening thing to be in a room with a quarterback who's better than him for the first time. I think sitting as long as he did definitely helped him, but I feel like the modern era of football, that wouldn't happen. Like, guys are not sitting for three years anymore. The only one that has a chance to do that is the one in Green Bay right now, Jordan Love. So, because the, you know, the contracts for these rookies are so high and the fifth-year option, you got to play them as quickly as possible. It's definitely tougher. Yeah. Um, you had the passing of the legendary coach and broadcaster John Madden at 85. They had a documentary about him that aired on Christmas Day on Fox. And uh, one of the all-time greats, a football yeah. icon. I think he's on the, the Mount Rushmore of impact on the sport in the league. So, yeah, R.I.P. Before, I mean, it, wasn't, it was always Madden. It was NFL, I mean, it was NFL before Madden, but never that every NFL game was Madden. Yep. He did a lot, and uh, he will be missed greatly by the uh, NFL and the world, really. So an icon, uh, passing away at 85. Uh, so transitioning to golf, that will be next week, right? So we'll get into that next yeah, week. Yeah, the Century Tournament of Champions is next weekend. All right, so we'll talk about that and pick that next week. Uh, college basketball, a lot of programs paused right now, a lot of issues there. Not surprising considering the fact the NCAA is incompetent and the conferences don't know what they're doing, so it's a bit of a mess. And then uh, the AP, the top five didn't change. Still at Baylor, Duke, Purdue, Gonzaga, UCLA. Kansas moves up one to six. USC up one to seven. Iowa State up one to eight. Arizona dropped three to nine. Michigan State up one to ten. And at 22, Villanova up one, even with a record at eight and four. Yeah, Villanova, <clears throat> they're getting respect for their name and their name only. So. I mean, I've seen bracketology, which this is too early for bracketology, but if you look at it, people have Villanova as like a five seed, which is absurd. They're eight and four. Their losses they haven't looked good in, except for UCLA, they look pretty good. Yeah, I, it's, it's he absurd. lost to Creighton by 30. Couldn't score 40 points against Baylor. I know Baylor's defense is good, but I don't care who you are. 36 points in that game is, is embarrassing. So it's a, the whole thing's a joke. I don't but, get I mean, it. Duke, Duke postponed their game tonight against Clemson and Saturday's game against Notre Dame because of 
COVID. Yeah. And I already know after last year, Coach K is big into the COVID protocols and everything. So who knows what this is going to hold for them. Yeah, I bet I would bet that Duke's testing players like five times a day based on what Coach K says. So, you know, not great. Um, but you know, the AP poll sucks. I feel like that's that's just just a known fact at this point. Is uh, Illinois back in? They're twenty six, which you cannot convince me they're not in the top twenty five. They're outside of the their first team receiving votes that's not in. Which you cannot convince me that Villanova has a better resume than Illinois does right now. I don't care who they lost to. Illinois looked bad. I guess you could say two games they've lost, they look bad. But one of them was really bad. The other one, the Marquette game, wasn't that bad. Arizona, they hung around. So you cannot convince me that Villanova. The only other game they looked bad was that Rio Grand team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was horrible defense is what that was. I mean, you, you won, but it wasn't by much. You let them hang around. Yep. Yeah, they let guards. They let the guards of that team kill them, and that's not a good look because uh, that's a team that Arizona beat by like forty. So, uh, but Illinois did kill Missouri, so that's a plus. You got to take that. Uh, Major League Baseball, a couple things happening despite the lockout. Yeah, Bellinger one year, seventeen million dollar deal with the Dodgers. I said this was done before the lockout. He had a horrendous season last year, horrendous. So they need him to bounce back. But seventeen mil for a year after a horrible season. I, I mean. I'd sign that contract all day long. Yep, yep. And then uh, this is sad news. Uh, Mariners third baseman Kyle Seeger, 34, retires after 11 years after his best production year. He had 35 homers and 105 RBIs last year. Yeah, I mean, he seems like the type of guy that can walk away with it and be fine. I mean. All 11 years were with the Mariners. I mean, Brother I don't think Corey Seager just signed that huge deal with the Rangers. He gets money from him if he needs it, I guess. Uh, I mean, I feel like he probably wanted to spend his whole career in Seattle, and he probably wasn't going to be brought back. So I feel like he's probably at peace with just hanging it up. Yeah, his uh, career stats was 242 homers, 807 RBIs, and a 251 batting average. Yeah, really steady, consistent, solid third baseman for a long time. Uh, and the radar too, yeah. Up in I, Seattle, yeah. It's just they didn't win very much, and really, I mean, they're pretty good this season. They probably should have made the playoffs. Didn't happen, so he's never going to play in the playoffs, which unfortunate. Uh, speaking of Bellinger, by the way, just to put into perspective how bad he was last season: one sixty-five average and three hundred fifteen at bats. So he missed about half of his at bats. Uh, he would have had way more than he did. Ten home runs, thirty-six RBIs. So. Really bad. Uh, and for people who love war, his war was negative 1.5. Horrendous. So there you go. He did not have a good time. Uh, the NHL resumed play yesterday. There was 32 goals in three games played yesterday. 32 goals in three games. You had the uh, Arizona-San Jose game 8-7 to in overtime. You had Montreal-Tampa 5-4. to uh, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I don't remember the other score. I think it was 6-3 to Vegas. So that would be 9 plus 8, 17. And then 8 7 is 15, 17 plus 15, 32. Thanks for coming. Great math. Uh, so there'll, there'll be some more games tonight. Hopefully they can move forward. The good thing is the Winter Classic likely to happen on Saturday. And it is going to be cold in Minnesota. We're talking like negative temperatures on Saturday night, 6 o'clock on TNT Central Time. Blues Wild, Winter Classic. Going to be fun, but very cold. Is that Twins Field? Target Field, yeah, where the Twins play. I think negative seven or something is supposed to be the temperature there, which not bad. 
I've seen worse. Goaltender's going to have stocking caps on. Yep, absolutely. Um, let me just check real quick. So, right now, in Minneapolis, which, very, very nice place. It's seven degrees there right now. The high on Saturday is negative four. That is the high during the day. This game's going to start at, what, seven o'clock local time there? It's going to be so cold. I mean, Jesus. I like how that's like that's the only negative temperature in the next 10 days in Minnesota. It happens to be the day of the Winter Classic. That is interesting, but uh, should be interesting. Also, uh, speaking of cold weather, Sunday Night Football, Lambeau Sunday. Hey, just, you better get pucks on that. That's true in the hockey, absolutely. Uh, but I think a lot of these Russian guys probably be fine with it. The Blues have a ton of Russian players, so they're probably used to the cold weather, Siberia or whatever. So there you go. Uh, unfortunate news, the 2022 World Junior Championships, which had just started a couple days ago, were canceled after four positive tests. 0.016 of players, 0.016% of players tested positive. So that's Canada for you. That's the IIHF. Uh, just stupid. No symptoms. I mean, they were following protocols. It's absurd. I mean, it makes no sense to me, but whatever. I didn't want to spend that much time on it. It's so annoying. I mean, speaking of that, too, I saw Marshawn went off about not being allowed to play in the Olympics. I understand his point, but also I feel like the Player Association agreed to that. So it's like, what what, do you, what can you do at this point? I mean, I don't know. I feel like it'd be a hassle for a player to go over there by themselves, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, Tarasenko agreed. So there's other guys in the league that agree with Marshawn. And uh, it should be interesting to see if the league has a comment on that. But, yeah, the World Juniors being canceled is an atrocity. So hopefully they can figure out how to – How was the U.S. of A doing? Well, their first game, they were up 3 nothing on Slovakia. They almost blew it. They won 3-2. to And they were supposed to play Switzerland yesterday, and that got postponed because of two positive tests. And then uh, they had to forfeit it. It wasn't postponed. It was actually a forfeit, which was the other dumb part. I feel like what's the point in – doing this tournament if you're just going to make teams forfeit over one positive test on their entire team. It, the whole thing's a joke, but what can you do? It kind of expected being in Canada and the way that they – it's a total shit show in Canada in terms of leadership. So what can you do? Uh, college football, though, that could be interesting if there's some COVID issues in this. I don't know. Bowls are getting canceled left and right. Yeah, so NC State was – I rate that their bowl got canceled. I mean, I'd be that was canceled like five hours before kickoff. That's ridiculous. That is absurd. Like even when you go to the ESPN thing for that game, it doesn't even show another team. It just shows NC State. I think they're trying to find a replacement for it. That's probably why it shows that. And then, yeah, uh, the lines are still the lines are still the same for the. Um, football playoffs, Bama minus 13 and a half, Georgia minus seven and a half. We're going to pick those today. Uh, last week I went 10 and five, one and one in the NBA, only one and oh in college basketball. All the rest of my games got postponed or canceled. Yeah, uh, I mean, four and oh in college football, awaiting my Clemson Iowa State game, which is uh, about to kick off here shortly, and then four and four in the NFL. I went uh, nine and six overall, uh, two and one in college football, four and four in the NFL, two and zero oh in college basketball, one and one in the NBA. So uh, interesting week in terms of picks. Um, 
not a lot to pick because I had picked five college football games and two of them were gone. And then college basketball, two out of the six were played. So there you go. Um, Let's start in the NBA tonight. Uh, Games are back. Interesting slate. Who do you like in the NBA? I got the Hornets plus three to five over the Pacers and the Mavs minus two and a half over the Kings. I'll take the Celtics minus six and a half against the Clippers and the Knicks minus eight at the Pistons. I like that game. Uh, NHL tomorrow games. There's three games tomorrow. There's a lot tonight, but we're going to pick tomorrow. Who do you like? That's what it's horrible. There's a lot of games tomorrow, but there's only three lines. Yeah. So I've got Tampa my or plus 115 over Florida and the Sabres plus 165 over the Islanders. We happen to pick the same games. I'll take Tampa minus, uh, plus 115 at Florida, and I'll take the Islanders minus 200 against a Buffalo team that is uh, a bit ravaged right now. I'm not sure who's going to play for them. I know they they had COVID issues. That's why this game could be postponed. I wouldn't be surprised if it were, but hopefully it's not. Uh, college hoops, two Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, back to that. Hopefully these games actually get played. I think it's a safe bet that at least one of the games that we pick out of the 12 or however many there are will be postponed, I would assume. It was tough finding the Friday game. Yeah, not a lot going on there. Uh, Thursday's games, who do you like? Uh, Arizona at UCLA, uh, taking UCLA. Uh, Arizona State at USC, taking USC. Arizona-UCLA is a hell of a game. That'll be interesting to watch. Nine versus five. I like Arizona to win, but who knows? I did not pick that. Uh, I'll take Michigan over UCF. And Grand Canyon to beat Chicago State by about 30. Grand Canyon's a very good whack Western athletic team coached by uh, Bryce Drew. So there you go. Watch out for Chicago State. They're a weird team because a couple years ago they were like barely a program. And now they're actually not as incompetent as they once were. It's a very interesting program they have there. Uh, Friday, who do you like? Uh, Wagner versus Mount St. Mary's taking Wagner. And Fairley Dickinson versus St. Francis PA taking St. Saint Francis PA. Uh, give me Iona to beat Siena and Merrimack to beat Long Island. And uh, now we have Saturday, some decent conference games on Saturday. Yeah, West Virginia at Texas. I'm taking Texas. And Villanova versus Seton Hall. Taking Seton Hall, but I have a feeling this game's not going to happen. Seton Hall's games keep getting postponed and canceled. I agree, and I feel like with the Seton Hall roster issues that Villanova could win this game, but I am also picking Seton Hall to win if it's played because uh, I'm just I'm anti-Villanova right now, and it's not even their fault. I think they're a good team, but I don't think that they're worthy of any of the praise that they've gotten in terms of rankings and stuff. It's a little ridiculous. They have like a six-man rotation. That's a problem. Uh, anyway, and then I'll take Memphis to beat Wichita State. Some people might think Wichita State's the favorite in this game. I think Memphis is starting to learn how to play as a team. And I think that is hard to do when you have a guy who's a glorified AAU coach and basically a recruiter, Penny Hardaway, but I'll take Memphis to win. Uh, Let's do the bowl games now. We got, what, three bowl games plus the two college football playoff games, which are also bowls, but they're automatic picks. Uh, Who do you like in the first three picks? Uh, In the trans-perfect Music City Bowl, or, yeah, I have – uh, Purdue plus six over Tennessee. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Michigan State minus three over Pitt. I mean, Pitt's playing with their backup quarterback. Yep. And uh, SRS Distribution, Las Vegas Bowl, taking Wisconsin minus six over Arizona State. 
Uh, I'm also picking the Peach Bowl. Some people might say no Kenny Pickett, no problem. I'm saying no Kenny Pickett. There will be lots of problems. And I know Kenneth Walker is not playing for Michigan State, but uh, they have their starting quarterback. So I will take Michigan State minus three in that game over Pitt. Uh, Rose Bowl, Ohio State's going to be without a couple of their best receivers. I know Garrett Wilson's not playing, a couple offensive linemen not playing due to the draft. So I'm going to take Utah. Utah is a team that's very gritty. They show up in every game. You saw it in the Pac-12 championship. They're a double, good team. Double-dipped Oregon. It killed them twice. I mean, they're a good team. Uh, Utah plus four against Ohio State. And then give me Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, riding with him, minus one against Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, let's do the college football playoff. I believe this is this a, is it Cotton Bowl and Orange Bowl? I think yeah, that's the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic and the Capital One Orange Bowl. So let's start with the uh, Cotton Bowl, which I believe is the first game of the of the day there, of that. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Bama minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, I feel like Cincinnati's going to show up and play well, but I just think Bama's so good, um, and I think that they're. You know, kind of, it's it's kind of a different type of saving team. They took a while to get going, and then I think they're just ascending, which I think makes them even scarier than they were the year that Mac Jones was there last year when they just killed everybody. Uh, but let me let me take Alabama minus the thirteen and a half. Uh, Orange Bowl from Miami. Interesting game here. The line's bigger than I think it should be. Who do you like? Uh, Michigan plus seven and a half. Yeah, I gotta take Michigan too. Um, I just think that they're kind of a team of destiny to to make a run. I think they could win the national championship over Bama. I just think it's one of those weird things. But uh, as of now, I will take them over Georgia. But Georgia, Georgia's got to be pissed coming off that SEC championship game. But then again, their quarterback is just atrocious, so that's a problem. Uh, NFL, no Thursday night game this week. We got a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, then five picks on Sunday. Sunday night. Packers, Vikings, Lambeau, cold weather, as I mentioned earlier. Who do you like on the Sunday night game? Uh, Packers minus six and a half. Yeah, I'm worried about covering Justin Jefferson and stopping Dalvin Cook, but Adam Thielen being out helps the Packers. I know the Packers have like 13 or 14, maybe 15 guys in the COVID list right now. Most of them are not very significant. A couple of them that are, though, Tyler Davis and Mercedes Lewis, pretty much their two best blocking tight ends. That can be a problem. And their punter is on the COVID list, but hoping he can come off. We'll see. But I'll still take the Packers minus six and a half. Uh, might as well. Then we have an AFC North Monday night game. Browns-Steelers. Interesting game here. Yeah, I'm taking the Steelers plus three and a half. Whoever loses this game is officially dead. I think they're at least one of them, probably both of them, are dead anyway. But I, I'm going to take the Browns. Uh, plus or minus three and a half. I've seen enough to say that they're good enough to win uh, if Baker doesn't do what he did Saturday. Like him throwing four picks is pretty much what lost that game. Their defense played pretty well. They can run the ball with Chubb, obviously, and the Steelers have a lot of issues. So I'm going to take the Browns. And then Sunday, five picks. Who do you like? Uh, I picked six games, actually, since we have Thursday night game. I'll throw a sixth on there. Go ahead. Uh Giants at the Bears. I took the Bears minus six. Chiefs minus five at the Bengals. Rams minus three and a half at Baltimore. Raiders at Colts. Give me the Colts minus six and a half. Detroit at Seattle. Give me Seattle minus seven. And the Jags at the Patriots. I'm taking the Jags plus 15. That's a huge spread. Uh, 
All right. I will take the Bengals plus five against the Chiefs. Um, I think something's got to give with the Chiefs. Probably lose one more game for the end of the season. Might as well make it this one. Give me the Bears minus six against a horrendous Giants team with probably Mike Glennon at quarterback again, which is just embarrassing to watch. Uh, give me Arizona plus five and a half at Dallas. Give me the Colts minus six and a half over the Raiders. Patriots minus 15 against the Jags. And then give me the Texans plus 13 against the Niners. I think they can cover that big spread. So it'll be interesting to see. Big NFL slate, second to last week of the season with the longer season this season. And uh, not a lot going on in the world of football or footy or soccer, whatever you want to call it. But I did make five picks for the week. Skipped last week, 42-25 and one overall in the footy picks. Uh, my picks this week, La Liga. I'm picking one game, Real Madrid minus 140 over Getafe. Uh, Bundesliga, give me R- RB Leipzig uh, minus 165 over Mainz. And then Premier League, three picks, Man U minus 265 over Burnley. Arsenal plus 550 over Man City. And West Ham plus 130 uh, over Crystal Palace. So let's see if I can get a nice 5 and a week in my return to the footy picks. And we'll, we'll go from there. But. Uh, That'll do it for us. Happy New Year, everybody uh, out there. 2022 will be the time that you see us next for number 45. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday in January. Goodbye.